Hi, and welcome to Al Senior Moments, a podcast focusing on senior adult and retirement age issues. Uh, today, I'm happy to have Tracy Sinowitz, who is the program director for Alabama Lifespan Respite. Tracy, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Okay, well, let's start out. Uh, give us an overview of, of what you do. You're the director. Tell us a little bit about Alabama Lifespan Respite. Okay. So we are a statewide program of UCP Huntsville, and we've been around since the year 2000. And what we do is we help the unpaid full-time family caregiver of an individual with chronic illness or disability that requires full-time care. And we have a variety of resources to be able to help them out. And probably what we're best known for is our respite reimbursement program, where we're able to offer some funding to caregivers to be able to take a break. And we also have caregiver education. We have emergency respite. We have um, a mental health program for our caregivers and lots of resources and um, what tools to be able to help caregivers take care of themselves and take a break. Yeah, well, that's really important because taking care of someone full-time can be not only physically exhausting, but emotionally. And I think that's when people need that time off is when they're probably feeling like their uh, cup is full yes. uh, mentally and yeah. they need some help. And that's probably when people call. <laughs> it is. We always say you can't pour from an empty cup. And so respite is that chance to refill your cup. Uh, now, tell us... How long you have been involved in this and kind of what you, as the director, tell me what you do. Okay. So I've been with UCP Huntsville for 15 years, and I've been the director of their Alabama Lifespan Respite Program uh, since 2018. So I've been doing this about four years and, uh, you know, working alongside the folks in respite all those years, uh, you know, I knew what the respite program was and its mission and everything, but also, you know, like so many others, I have found myself in a caregiving role with family members. So um, I had that personal connection to it too. So when the opportunity came about to move into this role, I, I was excited about it. And because um, I know how hard it is to be a caregiver and I was excited for opportunities to be able to help caregivers statewide. So what I do on a day-to-day basis is manage our grants. We have two federal grants. Uh, We also have a state appropriation from the state of Alabama, which is grant-based. And uh, I manage uh, all of that. You know, I do all the dull stuff. I do all the reporting, (laughs) the grant writing, and everything for that. And um, also, I manage our programs, uh, all of the services that we offer through our, our program. Um, so I work with our team to develop new education topics. Um, mm-hmm. We uh, strategize about, uh, you know, who can we offer lunch and learns to? Who can we partner with on mm-hmm. education? How can we get the word out to individuals about respite and how important it is to take that break? And then also we have a coalition, uh, a governor-appointed coalition, the Alabama Lifespan Respite Coalition, and we work with state agencies um, to bring respite support, awareness, advocacy, and funding to our state for increased respite. Uh, so that's now, as we were talking before, this is probably one of the more hidden gems yes. out there because there are a lot of people that are taking care of family members full-time. And there doesn't, in order to access your service, that the person that's being cared for doesn't have to have a 
specific type of illness, do they? It can it can vary just based on the need. Correct. So we truly serve the lifespan. So we say cradle to rocker. We serve every age and any chronic illness or disability that requires full-time care. Um, So, you know, if you are the sandwich generation like me and you have a child you're caring for, but you also have a parent maybe that you're caring for with Alzheimer's dementia or maybe even who has a chronic illness like a cancer diagnosis or something, and you've become that full-time caregiver, then yes, we're there to help you. If you're the spouse of someone with a chronic illness or disability, we're there to help you. Uh, So this is a caregiver-based program more so than the care recipient. A lot of services focus on the care recipient, but we're here to help that caregiver. Right, and that's really needed. Now tell us, when someone finds out about your service and they call you, uh, take us through the process that that person would go through and to how all this works. Okay. Uh, So like I said, our respite reimbursement program is probably what we're best known for. And so if a caregiver calls us and they they say, I need a break and, you know, I'm not currently enrolled with any program that's able to provide respite and give me a break. So at that point, we will send you an application and we have them on our website, alabamarespite.org. You can download it there and fill it out or you can, um, you, you know, we can mail you one, uh, email you one, whatever is most convenient for you. Real short application. It is not income-based at all. It is solely need-based. So there's not going to be any income questions or anything. It's going to ask some information about you as the caregiver and then about your care recipient. So it's going to say, you know, their, just their name, date of birth. And it does require a proof of diagnosis for them. But it can be something really simple on letterhead from a doctor's office or home health or a social worker, just stating that your loved one does have a diagnosis that requires full-time care. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try not to make this labor-intensive for the caregiver because we know they already fill out so many forms and have so much on their plate. So we try to make this as simple as possible. And when we get that application back, within two weeks or less, you're going to get an answer back from us whether you qualify for the program or not. And really the only thing that would preclude you from uh, qualifying is if you are already receiving respite-specific assistance from someone, and that might be Medicaid or VA or someone like that. But if you're not, then, you know, it should proceed as normal, and you'll get a timesheet from us, and it'll say you have um, this amount of time to utilize this amount of funding, and the way you do that is by getting respite. So we're a personal choice option, uh, which means you can choose anyone you want to help give you that break. It can be an individual. It can be an agency. It can be a day program. Um, You know, there's adult daycare here in Madison County at the Huntsville Madison County Senior Center even. Um, And, you know, so any way you want to take your break, we can help you pay for through this respite reimbursement program. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a quarterly award. The amounts do vary from quarter to quarter, but you're going to know it's coming. You know what date you're going to get your respite. And, um, you know, you have about three months to utilize those funds with each timesheet. And so, for instance, if you choose an individual, they have to be age 18 or older and live outside of your home. But it can be another family member. It can be a friend, a neighbor, someone from church, just anyone you trust to stay with your loved one while you take your break. Mm -hmm. And then you'd negotiate a rate of pay with them. 
So for example, if you were to receive a $600 award for that quarter and your neighbor said, yes, I'll stay with your loved one while you take a break for $10 an hour, then that would equate to 60 hours of respite you would get over that three-month period. And it may not sound like a lot to some, but Mm. to someone who has has no respite break, um, that's a gift, (laughs) you know, um, just to be able to go to your own doctor's appointments, go to church, go uh, visit friends, or even go to your room and take a nap. We have so many caregivers who just need to be able to sleep peacefully while they know someone else is attending to their loved one. You know, so many call us and say, I haven't had a full night's sleep in ages. I couldn't tell you the last time. So some of them, some of our caregivers literally just use it to sleep. <laughs> I, I can imagine. Yeah, it's exhausting. It really is. When you're attending to someone 24-7, mm-hmm. it is physically exhausting. And so a nap or a good night's sleep can make a world of difference for people. Absolutely. And, you know, that break can help rejuvenate you and energize you and help you be the best caregiver that you you know can be and want to be. Of course, we want to do all we can for our loved ones. But if you're drained, it's hard to be that best caregiver. So. Oh, yeah. And we see, you know, in the kind of pastoral care world that I was in for a long time, you know, we see a lot of information about caregiver fatigue, caregiver burnout. And this really is designed to help the caregiver, which is you know, a really terrific service. And so we're now talking about the caregivers. You had mentioned earlier that there are educational classes that y'all offer and you provide some reimbursement to them for coming or tell tell us about that. Yeah. So there are education every month. We have um, a calendar on our website and we push it out through our social media on Facebook and Twitter and everything too. But um, we have education that we host or we co-host with partners and industry experts. Um, and we have just a variety of topics. We have about 70 topics right now that we can present on. Uh, but everything from caregiver fatigue to um, grief, anticipatory grief, uh, self-care, caregiver mental health. Uh, we just really have a plethora of different topics that we can cover. But yes, as a caregiver, if you attend either by, by Zoom, uh, we do a lot by Zoom, and or on site, um, then you can receive a $50 stipend for attending that will help you cover the cost of someone, you know, giving you that respite break to attend someone staying with your loved one while you attend those educational opportunities. Uh, yeah, and that's really nice to, to know that you can get uh, coverage for that as well um, and education I, I think a lot of times I would expect that a lot of times the caregivers come they're with other people going through similar things so you know does that provide them opportunities to connect with other people and just kind of maybe feel not so much alone uh, at times it does it really does and um, you know you know, just I know we always, you know, a lot of us are talking about the pandemic now, but, um, you know, through the pandemic, the one of the good things that we discovered was, you know, we had always been told by various different people and, and agencies, you know, uh, your older population is not going to do online education. It's not going to happen. So we were in communities only. And of course, when COVID hit, we couldn't go out in the community, so we mm-hmm. had to go online, and our attendance boomed. 
It was amazing. They, they, you know, all of our caregivers, they didn't care how they were getting it. Uh-huh. They needed it and wanted it. And uh, so this was just another opportunity. So we, we were like, so, yeah, post-pandemic, we will not stop offering online. But the reason I say that is because in the communities, you know, they were kind of seeing each other, the same people each time at their community-based respite education. But once it went online, then they had a whole statewide network of their peers, of other, you know, individuals who are going through similar journeys. And we have had so much positive feedback from that. You know, I met, you know, I live in Sylacauga and I met someone in Hazel Green who is now my BFF. <laughs> and, uh, but that never would have happened, you know, before. So, um, so yeah, they do, they do form relationships and start to talk to each other outside of the educational opportunities. So we love that. Yeah, that's great. Not feeling alone is a huge, I guess, for all of us when we're dealing with more challenging things. Mm-hmm. Just not feeling alone uh, is a big deal. Um, yes. And so we need support and connecting with other people. Um, now, you had mentioned emergency respite, mm-hmm. you know, so is this for people that is just, that are in your program already? Tell us, tell us a little bit about your emergency respite that you provide. Sure. So if, yes, th- those who are already enrolled in our program automatically qualify for emergency respite. If you call us and you're not enrolled with our program and you need emergency respite, we're going to get you enrolled. You know, we're going to take care of that process quickly and, and get you the help you need. But then also after the emergency is passed, then you're going to have some regular respite available to you. Wow. So, um, so the emergency respite is truly for emergent situations. So as a caregiver, you know, you might find yourself in um, in the hospital yourself. You might have a surgery or something that, you know, prevents you from being able to take care of your care recipient for a while. Uh, there may have been a death in the family. And you need to go out of state or out of town to attend the funeral. Um, or maybe you're just having a mental health crisis and you just need to step away from your caregiving role, you know, for a little while in the best interest of yourself and your care recipient. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we can provide some funds quickly to be able to help you pay for um, someone to stay with your individual while you're attending to your own emergent need. Mm-hmm. Well, because things do happen, mm-hmm. and we, you know, the day starts off great, and then it may not always end so great, right. and we may just, I need some help now. Yes. Um, now, the caregiver wellness program, mm-hmm. that's different than just the educational classes you were referring to, it is, is that correct? And, it is, and that was something else that was born out of the, the pandemic when, um, when we, you know, all were... Uh, sheltering in place and you know and at home working from home and um we've you know our Alabama Waspin respite team we felt isolated and so we had kind of had a better understanding of what our caregivers go through every day and uh so we started making welfare calls we just started calling our caregivers on the program and saying how are you you know what can we do for you do you need anything and we made over 800 phone calls and um, a lot of times people just needed to talk and but we had more than our fair share of caregivers who said I need to talk to someone professional I need some some you know mental health assistance and um, so you know we started 
you know, working on our end, trying to connect them with those resources. And we saw that there weren't a lot of resources to get them uh, to mental health professionals quickly. And so we were very fortunate to be in grant writing season and were able to secure some funds to be able to um, award stipends for mental health counseling to caregivers. And um, so we created the Caregiver Wellness Initiative, and in that we still do our our care chats is what we call them. We still call and check on folks. And uh, we have caregiver support groups, and uh, they're a lot of fun. We've done everything from play bingo to have scavenger hunts and sing-alongs and all kinds of things like that. (laughs) So those are what we call soft supports for caregivers. But then the, the, the mental health counseling is the biggest piece of that. And so if you're a caregiver and you say, I, you know, need mental health assistance, then what we do is we provide you with a list of mental health professionals in the state who have agreed to take direct payment from us for services. And uh, they're all available either through telehealth or in person. And um, then if you choose telehealth and you don't have a, a tablet or a computer or anything to be able to access telehealth, then we provide you with a tablet at yours to keep so you can access telehealth. And uh, then we start you off with three counseling sessions with the counselor of your choice. And if you already have someone in mind and they're not on our list, we'll call them and say, hey, will you accept direct payment from us? And if they do, then then you're all good to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wanted, and that's important because we don't want the caregiver to have any financial burden for this. We don't want it to go through their insurance or anything. It's just uh, we pay direct out of our, you know, out mm-hmm. of our funding to be able to provide that for them. And um, industry experts told us that three counseling sessions typically will stabilize a mental health crisis. And so we go three at a time. So after the initial three sessions, if the caregiver and the mental health professional agree that more is needed, then we go three more. And we do that until, you know, the the caregiver and the mental health professional agree that, you know, they've got the tools they need to, to carry on. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and it's just to reiterate all the services you provide, I mean, there is no out-of-pocket to yeah. the one that's receiving the caregiver. There are no costs to anyone that you are assisting, you know, because it is funded by grants. Your program is funded by grants. It is. We are primarily funded through the Administration on Community Living, um, Administration on Aging, Federal Lifespan Respite Grant, and uh, the Alabama Department of Senior Services and uh, the state of Alabama. Okay. Well, Tracy, is there anything else you want to add that you think is important uh, that our listeners may want to know or and we'll talk about how to get in touch with uh, Alabama Lifespan Respite as well. But Sarah, was there something else to, you want to kind of end with? Just call us. You know, give us a call. Um, we have a great team. And, uh, you know, even if it's not respite you're looking for today, if it's just some other caregiver resource, we're always glad to help and connect you to those resources. So just give us a call. Check us out on our website and social media. Uh, we're here to help. Yeah, and so if you or a family member or a friend is caring for someone that needs full-time care, uh, reach out to Alabama Respite, Alabama Lifespan Respite. The number is 256-859-8300. And what is your website? It's alabamarespite.org. 
Okay, alabamarespite.org. And don't hesitate to call because they, you know, whether they may be the right resource for you, you know, they, they may know of other resources that can be helpful to you. And it's important to know you're not alone. Uh, and uh, if you may feel alone sometimes when you're, uh, you're exhausted and just need a little sleep, um, but there are other people going through similar situations. And as we said before, it, it doesn't have to be a specific illness, just someone with a, uh, a chronic illness or disability. And, uh, you know, reach out to, to Alabama Respite. Well, Tracy, thank you for being with us today. Yeah, it was you. really informative, and I've learned a lot. And as we said, this is probably one of these hidden gems a resource for the community that not a lot of people know about mm -hmm. and so reach out to them and, and see if they can be of any help to you well today's show has uh, as always is sponsored by medicare strategies uh, when you need local medicare professional expertise someone to sit down with you and, and talk about medicare help you understand the different ins and outs and um Call Medicare Strategies, and our number is 256-425-8614. Uh, this is William Simmons, and you have been listening to Al Senior Moments, and today's guest was Tracy Sinowitz uh, <laughs> with Alabama Lifespan Respite. Uh, thank you for listening, and have a great day.